man, we're retreated to an instant classic in Hungary. We got a first-time winner, a battle between two F1 legends, and a major accident that took out a third of the grid. Hold the door! Let's jump the start. What's up, everybody? Welcome into the Jump to Start Racing program. My name is Wellington. Go. Yeah, I'm here with two of my closest friends for now. Ruben, say hello. What's going on, guys? Yancy? Hi. 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 <laughs> on today's episode, we'll be discussing the Hungarian GP before you guys even get started with the BS. <laughs> Already. Hi. <laughs> on, on today's episode, we'll be discussing the hungarian grand prix yes sir <laughs> and the kind of the mayhem that followed not followed but within the race weekend but kind of the mayhem kind of okay. a little bit understatement okay. of the year wow. guys how was your weekend ruben how was your weekend dude it was awesome awesome yeah, i worked saturday which everybody hates to work but i had to work saturday but sunday made up for it okay. i'm glad i woke up early to go to the bar and see the race mm. it was that more exciting with mm -hmm. so much people around you mm. Especially me. Especially you, of course. We were holding hands at some point. Nah. How cute. <laughs> yes, yeah, how's your weekend? Yes, you didn't wake up. No. Oh, uh, no. I Well, I did wake up. My but bad. Not early. I woke up just in time to watch the race. Mm. And thank God I woke up to watch the race. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was a great... Obviously, we work Saturdays. But on Sunday, obviously, we saw the race. And then we got together for a barbecue. Oh, yeah. I didn't mention that. Yeah. So shout uh, out Danny. Shout out Danny. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, his goodbye barbecue. He's leaving us. <laughs> we'll miss him. Yeah. Yes. Um on that note, before uh well, before we jump into it, I want to make sure I mention at Jump to Start F1 on Twitter and Instagram, across many podcast platforms and on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast on YouTube, Jump to Start Racing Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Tune TuneIn, and Stitcher. Right? I think that the scrutiny that we used to put him through has made him a better a machine. Sometimes Dude, like almost spotless. Like, boom. Like, he's just like whatever gone. he missed, we don't even catch it anymore. Yeah. No, he's doing well. Good job, well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, let's jump into it. Gentlemen, the... a short view back to the past. Wow. 30 years ago, Nicky Lara said, put take a monkey, put him in the... <laughs> No, I'm kidding. I actually just have it right here in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what a what a race weekend we had. Um, well, what a race day we had. Let's let's put it that way, right? Let's start with the discussion of basically what's not not dominating the news, but kind of dominated the weekend. The lap one incident. Right at the start of the race. It was just made everything better. Yes. What made everything better? I think Yancey always says it. Once it starts to rain and, yes. and it gets a little bit less predictable. What did I text you guys? I said, rain! <laughs> and hands clapping emoji. Because <laughs> <laughs> once it rains and you add a little bit of chaos to a race, it's so just... Yeah, like when, when, when I'm driving to the bar, obviously I'm not even watching the, you know, the, the show before the start. And stuff. So I walk into the bar and see people with umbrellas like, wait a minute. Uh oh, the well, race just completely changed. What up, bro? You when, saw... when I walked into the bar and I started looking at the screens and I see everybody. Oh, with I thought I thought you meant like you saw people going into the bar with umbrellas. I'm no, like, no, no, no. That, the that the the race the, wasn't in New York. The sprinklers no, yeah, were going on. I know. <laughs> I know. 
I know. <laughs> I know that much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So when I saw everybody with umbrellas, you know, the, the news people and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, man. So the race just totally changed. And that, the race had not begun. It's just pretty much a couple of interviews they were doing and stuff like that. So like, okay, yep. It's a totally and, different race now. And the fact that they didn't expect the rain was one. Two, it didn't rain enough to wash out all the rubber. So that rubber is super slippery. And they didn't get a chance to even run like in those conditions for the first three practices, meaning that the drivers didn't know, you know, where to break or how to handle it. It just, yeah, it was a recipe for a disaster and Awesomeness. a great rest. Yeah. We've all seen it now, all the highlights, slow-mo, etc. Right at the start of the race, um, Valtteri Bottas, what a terrible start as as he's known to do, especially in the rain. He's just he can't get it done. Uh, he's overtaken right away by Lando Everybody. Norris. <laughs> yeah, Lando Norris and Sergio Perez. Max was already ahead of him. Couldn't slow down. Picks up or collects when he tries to break into turn one. It's almost like it's almost like he got caught off guard. But he tries to pick up. He did get caught off guard. It, yeah, I guess with with Lando in front of him, he just didn't expect yeah, it. Yeah, because he had Lando, he had Lando on his on his right, mm -hmm. and he had well, in front of him, in front of him. Yeah, but Lando coming on his right in front of him, and then you have Perez, and they kind of like sandwiched him in. So he he had to break at first. Ruben looks a little like what? Yeah, and then I guess he misjudged where he was supposed to break, and it was who was in front of him at that Lando. Point? It was Lando. And he just break too late and just went right into him. It was almost like um, Nico Hulkenberg at Spa when he went into Orla uh, to Alonso and then catapulted him over Leclerc. Remember that? It was kind of like that, where he, they just completely missed the breaking point. Obviously, it's raining, so it's slippery. And At that point. Yeah, and then it just... It was a bowling match. It was just pin... I mean, the... the <laughs> <laughs> Bottas was the bowling ball. And the pins were the rest of the cars that were in front of him. Jeez. So Bottas slams into the back of Lando Norris, who also slammed. Well, Bottas slammed into Perez too. Yes. Like on on the on the recovery from the initial collision, mm -hmm. Lando Norris then also picks up Max Verstappen, who was trying to make the turn in turn one, basically going wide. Hits Max Verstappen on the side, kind of like wrecks his uh, right side barge board. Mm -hmm. Completely. Completely. On the floor, too. On the floor. Oh, it looked like a half eaten cookie. <laughs> with a bunch of tape. With a bunch yeah, of that's, that's, that's exactly like. what that car looked like after that. In the same turn, Stroll, trying to avoid the, I guess, the, the mayhem, goes, tries to fly to the inside, misses the mark completely. Goes on the grass. Goes on the grass, which is where you never want to be when it's wet. Yeah. Picks up Leclerc and also hits Daniel Ricciardo. Who gets a t he hits Ricardo who gets damaged but continues the race. Yes. Yeah. He and spun he spun. Then Ricardo spun. So with that said, I just want to recap who's out. <laughs> Boras. <laughs> Boras is out. Mm -hmm. Usually a top four finisher, right? Usually. Leclerc's out, usually a top six finisher. Stroll is out, whatever. Okay. Perez is out, who you consider a top six finisher. Norris is out, who's Top five in almost every race, every race except for one, and this is the second one. And uh, um, yeah, that's where we stand after turn one, right? On the first lap, on the first lap, it's after it's turn gonna one. be good. What did you guys think of the incident 
incidents. Well, I guess we'll collect them. Incidents themselves. I think it was what I. It was a. It was a product of what I mentioned before. It's wet. They haven't ran in the wet. It didn't rain that much to wash away the rubber in track. So obviously that water is just sitting on top of all that rubber. So it's more slippery. The fact that they couldn't run, so they don't know where the, you know, obviously the breaking points are going to change because you want to break a little bit earlier. It was, a, it was, something was going to happen. We just don't see it usually at the front because when you run in the front, I think, and Lando was mentioning that, you would expect a different caliber of racing when you're running at the front because you're running at the Ouch. front. Yeah, he said that. Um, he was pissed. Ow. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, he was pissed. So, but you would expect something like that, you know, in the midfield or towards the back where all the cars are more bunched up. You wouldn't expect it in the front. So the fact that it happened in the front, obviously, which made it for a better race because we got to see the result that we got, you get a ton of the front runners just out of the race. Right. And it make it, it made for, especially in a track that you can't overtake, it made for a very fun race. Right. So it took out those four cars. And then also Max severely compromised mm -hmm. and Danny Ricardo severely compromised. So like the normal like top 10 almost is... Yeah, I mean, you had all of Red Bull out, basically. Um, half of Mercedes, half okay. of Ferrari. Yep. And all of McLaren. And all of McLaren, basically, compromised there. Those are the top four teams completely compromised. Ruben, what were your thoughts, brother? I don't know. I think, obviously, you know, both of this, oh, it looked like everybody break. A little earlier than you, you know, they were supposed to. But mm -hmm. all right, pay attention. Dude. It's rain, dude. Like, all right, pay attention, dude. So, no, yeah, so by the time he realized, he yeah. actually did not break. He just slammed on the brakes and he just locked the tires. Mm -hmm. That at that point, you can't go nowhere. So, you slap, you, you, and you're you're locking up the tires on a track that's super. Yeah, that's something. You're, now you're skating. Yeah, now you're in a mm -hmm. ice skating ring, and that's what it looked like. It looked like mm -hmm. like okay, I can't control mm -hmm. anymore. They kind of look like. Uh, oh, you remember in Germany, it, 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 at the as I, it was Hockenheim where they were nineteen. Yeah, where where everybody went off on it was it was corner. a drag strip. Oh my god! And uh, everybody went off on that corner. Hamilton went a off. To win. Leclerc went off. Hockenberg went off. Like a whole bunch of people went off. That it was it, it looked similar to that. It wasn't as bad as that though. That was that was crazy. So then on on the straw side of it, dude, if you're gonna cut the corner, like cut the corner, my man, just cut it, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't try and then don't like, try, like just yeah, go just half of it, it. Or whatever. Yeah, just cut the whole corner. I think and if you're point, gonna get a penalty, you're gonna get a few. He wouldn't have got a penalty. He was avoiding because the accident. Exactly. So it would have been tough to penalize him like heavily with anything. Yeah, just you I know, mean, racing incident or whatever, you know, wow. avoiding the accident. I didn't but think of that. he got like and half he, cut it, and that's yeah. when he ended up on top of the clerk. <laughs> yeah, but at that point, like you can get away with that if you're cutting the corner. Like you said, you can get away with it because you're avoiding the mayhem that is in front. Yeah, just cut the whole corner. And all he did was just create more mayhem on top of it. And that's where it opened up the door for Ocon and, and Beto, which is right well, there. Well, <laughs> as what we mentioned earlier before we started recording. Those who got a bad start actually came off better than those yes. that got a good start. So I mean, to except me, for Botox, <laughs> yeah, he had a horrible start. Dude. It's true, dude. Yeah. So yeah. Gentlemen, shot you back to Hold on. Let's do that again. That, yeah. So That's exactly what he said to everybody. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put on my conspiracy theory hat. He had a bad start, and it was just like, you know what? The best thing I could do for my team is just wipe everybody out. I don't know. You no? think he did that on purpose? No, of course Come not. Come on, man. Yo, you, we, listen, if he did that on purpose, that means he has great car control, and Mercedes is shining him right now for next year. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
the fact that he uh, it's so crazy the fact that poor Bottas poor Bottas get out of here that's an amateur move dude it is an amateur move um but uh, okay listen it's stuff that happens obviously especially in those conditions it's just that I was just amazed that he took out both Red Bull drivers your main rival what a coincidence that is mm-hmm. and you know that Christian Horner mm-hmm. was fuming after still. that accident still I mean still, he had cops he had he had smoke coming out of his ears at the beginning of the race and that turned into fire right after that accident my told hey Horner can I have a word I don't know you dude oh well <laughs> I'll tell you like what that. here's here's what here's what <laughs> happened at uh, after the race they were interviewing uh Toto Wolf and obviously he was apologizing for this situation mm-hmm. because it was his driver and then Horner was supposed to come up next and he he went up to to Christian Horner after the interview was over to apologize Horner said something to him i don't know but nobody knows what was said but what he said to what Toto Wolf after that said to to Horner was like can you be at least be friendly be friendly i guess i mean obviously there's some bad blood there i don't know if, and i think everyone who's the one that's initiating that is christian horner the troll troll king yeah for real the soap opera continues yes so it this just makes it better for us yep do you can't wait expect try to survive i i'm going to be 100% up front right i i see that that move or lack of awareness from bodas i never expect that from hamilton i don't expect that from Max or, or or Sergio, I don't expect that from Lando Norris at this point. Who else up front would have done that move or lack of move would not have broken? Up front, nobody. Right? But but if well, if it was somebody else, you would be like, oh, yeah, I would expect Bonas to do something like that. No, but I mean, the thing, I, I think that a lot of these drivers have, has, have had incidents like that. Maybe not at the moment. I can't yeah. think of anything specifically. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, these are things that happen. And it's just the same way. Like we think Lewis Hamilton, well, I think, I don't know about you, Wells. Think, I think Lewis Hamilton is probably one of the cleanest racers, mm-hmm. clean racecraft. How, and, I, how could I ever deny that? It's yeah, true. but he caused the accident last week for Max. Because um, he, you know, he, he slipped up because he understeered into him. Um, Leclerc has had his moments. Max has definitely had his moments. The you rain, know, the rain is tricky. It happens, and then the especially rain. when you have, when you introduce rainy conditions, wet conditions, it happens. Not that it, it excuses him. I think obviously you should know better, but these I think things maybe happen. Because remember, um, you're driving an F1 car at that speed in rainy conditions is very tricky. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Rick. No, I think most drivers have had like an incident. It might not be as you know as severe as both us had this weekend, but they have had rained incidents for example a while back i think i don't remember the, i don't know the year exactly but i remember hamilton in china trying to come into the into the pitch mm-hmm. and he went i think he went off or he crashed because he couldn't stop so you know i don't every, remember that but yeah it was like every driver has had an incident oh well you there, see you know? seb was a four-time world champion spinning exactly like it's ha- it happens unfortunately <laughs> the spin, even though the yeah. spin, seb, the seb i think was doing it a little bit too much but it happens it happens so in a rare instance of, well, before I get there, Stroll's just a knucklehead. Like, what are you doing, dude? Like, yeah. I get it, but. He doesn't make the best decisions. No, no. 
And it happens too you, often. You sound like my parents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with this kid. <laughs> no, Man, but I talk to him and yeah. I talk to him and he just doesn't get through to his head. I poor straw. <laughs> poor poor straw. Yeah. Good choice of words there. <laughs> so um in a rare um as a result of the mayhem on the first lap, in a rare turn of events, never really happens. The FIA handed out two five-place gri- five grid penalties, one to Boras, one to Stroll. Yes. Justified, or should it just have fallen under the first lap racing incident? No, this one's justified. Um, Why? Because you took out like five or six cars. You know, you messed up the race for I don't know how many people. And when it's an accident like that, where you have the car, one thing is like if you're fighting and going into a corner, the other thing is when you hit them directly, you know, um, yeah, keep going basically. Like, so what happens is that. No, it's a T-bone. No, not not even a T-bone because it was a direct. It's like when we're driving a regular car, anybody who hits us from behind is automatically at fault. That's just the way it goes because you're controlling the brakes. You're controlling, you're controlling yourself. You have the option to either to break or keep going or swerving or you know go another direction mm-hmm. the other the car doesn't control the car ahead doesn't control that so when you misjudge your breaking point go into the back of another of another car and then on top of that take out five or six more cars and the same thing happened with stroll he like like you said cut the corner it's pretty obviously what you do at that point especially if you're in grass no he decided to veer back on the track Hit Leclerc and then Leclerc went into five other six cars. I think that yes, that's justified, especially knowing that the conditions are slippery, it's raining and stuff like that. It's more dangerous. No, I think I don't think it was. I don't know. I don't agree with it. So because I, I would agree, if, you know, it would have, to me, we justify if both of these drivers would have kept on with the race, but they also came out of the race. They were all, you know, so they're literally. They went into this race to take themselves out. No, you know, just just a lap one incident because of the weather. It's super slippery, just like you said earlier. So I don't, I don't see it. Don't, so what do you think they should have gotten? Or both of you, I asked you that, that question. Well, I mean, to me, I'll be honest with you. I see both sides, right? To me, if I'm Total Wolf, Christian Horner, whoever, no problem. I'll send my second driver to just dive bomb, dive bomb whoever. I'll take five, five replaces. If that's if that's the result, okay, no problem. I'll take it every time that's to win the, okay. the drivers' championship. No problem. Uh, but aside from that, right? Um, obviously, whatever. That's a bit exaggerated, but, it, no, but that's, listen, that's if, what it lands on. In in Formula One, there's haven't been people stretching the rules. Yeah, okay. uh, all the time, all the time. And I would I would be the one to be like, okay, go go do your thing, driver number two. But on the flip side of that, right? We I I don't believe that they should have gotten penalties and the reason for that is that we've seen the stewards and the stewarding uh be consistent across multiple races and consistent finally this season it's been very very consistent i could say mm-hmm. even if we disagree in some cases it's been consistent um granted this is now a cross season in 2020 at the steering grand prix charlotte claire went up on his own teammates almost the same uh same style of turn at the start of uh the austria track red mm-hmm. bull ring Hit his teammate. What was the result? Granted, he hit his own teammate and took him out. What was the result? No issue. 
there was no penalty, no nothing. He didn't get anything? Nothing. And it was dry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's, you have a greater control of your car. There's a, um, less of a margin for error. Is that, I don't know if that, I'm saying that correctly. You, mm-hmm. the, the chance of creating it or making a error is lessened because you don't have to deal with the weather conditions. Right. They didn't give Leclerc a penalty, but they're giving Boras and uh, Lance Stroll penalties for trying to deal with the rain, trying to avoid the crash, etc. In the first lap, which historically they don't aside, assign any kind of penalties in the first lap. Mm-hmm. So I, I see Plus, both You got to remember also, it was not raining all weekend. It just happened to rain yesterday morning. Right. So they should for be a little that, more lenient. Yes. For that hour. Yeah. Yeah, for that whatever. Uh, half an, <laughs> an hour, half hour, 45 minutes. Yeah. So, I mean, coming like at the end of it, to me, I think that the race should have just no penalty. Granted, it's for next race. No penalty, just whatever. Keep Let it going. go because it's a first lap incident. The conditions were really crappy. Bora sucks. At that moment. Yeah. Bora sucks. <laughs> it's Stroll, Stroll even more. sucks. Yeah, Stroll sucks even more. And then we just kind of move on from there. I don't know. Did I convince you? No. Of course not. <laughs> I always present like all this stuff. And then Yancy's like, oh, no. I'll go with my gut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking after Ruben. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. So aside from the penalties and what happened during the race, there's also a cost cap implication because now we, we talked last week about the $1.8 million cost of the crash with Max Verstappen at Cops in Silverstone, right? Now we are dealing with another incident. Obviously, not so bad for uh, Max and Red Bull in this particular race, but just a collective damage to both cars and continuing... Not just the Red Bull team, but all teams that were affected this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yes, what do you think? But mostly Red Bull because of last weekend and this weekend. Well, yeah. all right, here's the situation, especially with Red Bull. Red Bull, on uh, remember, on the buildup to this weekend, we were worried or uh, we were interested in knowing if that engine for Max uh, survived the crash. They were able to use it. Um um so uh when they they tried to use it they ran it they said it was good right before the race they had to change it because it wasn't good so now obviously he ran it he didn't get a penalty now but if he that's his third engine already if he uses another engine for he the rest of the penalty. year he's gonna get a 10 pace or i don't i don't know if it's 10 pace, it but he's gonna get a he's gonna get a, a grid penalty so that's one issue now you're running into the fact that for the second weekend in a row not only one of your cars is destroyed, which is Max's car, but the second one is destroyed as well, which is Perez's car. It is, you know, I, I think it's unfair at that point, especially now that we have Red Bull, which is definitely in a title fight with Mercedes. Um, and they're, they're and we can safely say, I think, that it's gonna be it's gonna be very close until the end of the year. Right now, and Christian Horner said this at the end of the race. They are they're potentially losing the chance to win a championship because they're not going to have enough funds to fund it to the end of the year. Meaning on the budget. Meaning on the budget, and none of these crashes were their fault. None of their drivers were at fault in any of them. I, obviously, Lewis wasn't was 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 declared at fault. Declared at fault. 
uh, or most of the fault, I would say. And then this one, obviously, it was it was Mercedes, it was a Mercedes driver Botas, which caused the entire collision. Um, so yeah, you can see, especially when you're limited to your funds, it's not like before where you had you can throw all the money at it, and you know you take it as a loss. But at least you're still challenging yourselves. Once once you cannot uh, throw money at that because you obviously have the budgetary limitations. Uh, it can hurt you, especially if you're fighting for the championship. So, yeah, it, it is a problem. And I think it's one of these things where, obviously, you know, when they introduce these rules, there's going to have to be some tweaking, just the same way they're going to have to do some tweaking with the sprint race rules. This is an area where they're going to have to make a some exceptions. Because I don't think, I personally don't think it's fair, and I'm agreeing with not only Christian Horner but uh, Mattia Bonotto uh, brought this up because obviously his driver, his car, uh, one of uh, Leclerc's car was run into, and now they got to pay for that. Um, there should be some kind of exception or some kind of tweaking to the rules where, and they call this radical, where the 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 driver deemed at fault, that team should be responsible for faint for paying the, the damage. damage. To either their car, obviously, but the other per the other team's car. Sounds like Geico. Right? <laughs> yeah. So better, kind of, better call Paul. Yeah. They're going to be doing insurance Seguro jobs. Seguro, man. <laughs> they're going to be doing insurance jobs now. So yeah. let's put it this way, right? Max Verstappen cops the $1.8 million crash, right? Mm -hmm. This weekend had a ton of barge board damage, right? Mm -hmm. Baku, the Pirelli tire explosion wrecked that car either. completely. Yes. So this is three accidents, not at his fault. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. what are we really doing here? Um, Perez obviously had the issue this week, and I th don't think he's had any other issues aside from his car turning off in race one. Yeah, but he hasn't had any any, any serious any serious damage. No, no. Yeah. not nothing like what 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 Max, Max has had this. Hamilton year so hasn't had any, to my recollection. Nothing. No. All he drove off the track. Yeah. Uh, at Baku, mm -hmm. his brakes were messed up. Mm-hmm. And then Boras had Boras has had a lot of issues actually. He had the the monocle thing mm -hmm. with, the, with the pit stop that never ended. Then, <laughs> yeah, but that didn't destroy the car. Right, right. Yeah. And then um, this whole thing. Um, I don't know. I I would hate to see that because of a lack of funds, this championship is essentially just handed to Mercedes. Yeah, I, no, I think I think changes will be made when it get, if it gets to that point. Believe it or not. But I think changes are gonna have to be made this like, season. The they like, can't wait. So the funds run out. So the to, funds run out, or money. they can't wait till the end of the right. season to tweak it. They need to do something now. now. Yeah. Because obviously what you're having is that you are basically putting a good championship fight, which we've all been waiting for for a very long time, uh, at jeopardy because, you know, there's damage caused to one of the championship right. running teams. That is definitely not their fault. Because if it's what their is their fault, that's one other another issue. Yeah, yeah. But if it's something that's not their fault, and imagine if none of this stuff happens, how far ahead Red Bull would be at this point in the championship too. Well, our good friend Wellington has always said, all it takes is one DNF and they're back on. It. He's been saying that for weeks. Well, it's two, it's two now. Yep. Mercedes but is back on top. Maybe the exception should be that. And you know, in an accident, that's not included in your budget. But obviously, it's F1, so everything that you said earlier is going to get... I think an accident should be included in the, in your budget. I think that there's got to be some type of ramifications for that. But there has to be some exceptions made. Yeah. I'm just wondering what is going to happen. Now. If 
how can they handle it where you're not causing a a, a fight between the teams and the courts and the appeals court and <laughs> yeah. who's that for? How are you ever gonna? How are you, you ever know, gonna property? Yeah, and then and then we we talk we criticize obviously with with good reason how the stewards you know, assign fault to these accidents and is it going to be consistent? And it's just going to be a Do we get penalties? If he's going to get a black flag? Yeah, it's just the same way we, you and me disagree on if a five-grade, yeah, well, a five-grade, a five-place grid penalty or a 10-second penalty is enough. That's that's probably going to happen even worse. And we saw what happened after Silverstone. Yes. Where it was just... A cat fight. It was a, yeah, (laughs) rare. It was a cat fight between, I mean, and I think uh, Red Bull went too far with what they did, but whatever. Uh, but that's the kind of stuff that you get behind the scenes over there. So imagine if you take it to court, if you take it to a court of appeal, if you, you know. Can you imagine the what court a procedures mess, costs come out of your bro. budget cap too? Well, look at the drama that happened last year with Aston Martin and and and, and, Renault. and, and Renault. And all the teams got involved. And it was just like a big drama for nothing, really. Part of the soap opera. Yeah, I mean, it's fun to watch. From the <laughs> I mean, you're right, though. It's got to be decided now because Red Bull is going to play it more conservative because they just don't have the money yes. per the cost cap. So, mm-hmm. right. So we've seen them develop the car to the point where, like, it becomes, like, the Voltron of cars later on in the season, right? It just gets all the, the, yeah. all the lines together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the... the li- <laughs> I wish I could remember <laughs> the stuff they used to say. <laughs> Oh my god, form blazing sword, right? Oh, um, <laughs> no, but like they're gonna need the money now because now they're trailing, now they don't have a comfortable lead, and guess what? Spa is they don't have the lead at all. They don't yeah, they don't right, you're right. <laughs> Spa is gonna be for my money, it's gonna be a heavy Mercedes track, and then guess what? Monza's right after that. So mm-hmm. you don't have those sections where or yeah, those sectors where Red Bull will be able to catch up. And it seems like the Mercedes or, or Rebel car, will blow definitely blow an engine in this. The two upgrade, tracks. the last upgrades that they that they that Mercedes did bring actually brought them a lot closer to 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 Red Bull. So, like I said, I don't listen. This is, we said it before. No, they're definitely going to take grip penalties. This, this is year. not this Red is Bull not over yet. Oh. This is not over yet. I just didn't think it was going to make this big of a swing. Did it really bring them closer to Red Bull? You think? I feel like this is a unique track, and this is in in two ways. You don't get to really see the the potential of some of these cars, and mm-hmm. then Lewis Hamilton is just so good on this track. Yeah, but also, what you have to realize too is that the last two, I want I'm gonna say qualifying sessions because obviously we had the sprint qualifying, but the last two qualifying sessions where you had proper quali- qualifying, Mercedes was able to get pole on both of those with okay. Lewis Hamilton, um, and obviously I think the it's going to come down to who gets ahead first in each race because once you're in clear air, your car run, runs well. And we saw how difficult it is to follow with these cars, especially at this track. Um, but it's going to be good. It's going to be a good fight. It's just it would suck, going back to the budget, it would suck that um, that it's compromised because of monetary concerns. Yeah. So restart the podcast, restart the race. <laughs> <laughs> the race was red flagged after that because they had to pick up just a ton of debris. Whoa, we're still like on the first lap. Yeah, we're still on the first lap. <laughs> yeah, on the first even, turn. The first turn. We haven't even gotten to the good part. Yeah. So from there, 
obviously whatever race red flagged everybody pulls into the pits and comes back out uh they do a formation lap coming out of the pits to be able to get to the starting grid so i gotta be up front because at the start of the broadcast i could have sworn crofty or brundle one of them said oh yeah it's gonna be raining for 25 minutes and then it should dry up yeah 30 minutes dry up right I, I didn't make that up right yes these freaking guys after the red flag nobody goes on the on the intermediate on on uh, slicks everybody's on intermediates but they do the formation lap everybody on intermediates and they can change their tires yeah during the, yeah, during the red flag session yes hamilton uh, and just for the timing, it took like 20 minutes for the race. Yeah, something. Out. So nobody even took a look at how the track looked on the screens or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. Can you do that? Yes. What well, the races left like, they look at different angles? Of the well, track? I don't know. But anyway, after the no, formation. I don't think I, they can. I mean, obviously, you're not going to, unless they send the medical car out there to see. But usually they just send the medical car if it's raining a lot to see if the track conditions are good to restart the race. So then, I mean, they wouldn't know. The only thing that they would know is maybe like, the radar, but like the cloud, yeah, yeah. all it shows is the cloud. It doesn't show if it's raining. I think I don't know. I cloud. Not a, I'm not. I cloud. <laughs> I'm not a meteorologist, so I wouldn't know. So uh, Yancy on the black screen is right here. Yeah, yeah. All the rain <laughs> and the big cloud comes over the. Jump the, the big star cloud baby. goes over. Yeah, over the ticket. Mm -hmm. um, the all right. So after the formation lap, at the restart, only Lewis Hamilton stays out. And stays on the intermediates. Everybody else pits to go on slicks. Yeah, I'm still like really confused about this whole thing. No, no, but I like what was said to me at the bar. Like, I'm pretty sure Oakham was told do opposite to Hamilton. Do opposite of Hamilton for sure, because you're trying to get for an sure. advantage on. Yeah, for sure, like Nico Rosberg <laughs> trying to get an advantage on. Uh, uh, whatever the guy in front of you is doing. Anyway. This was a crazier restart than the USGP in Indianapolis. It was only yep. was six cars started. Yeah, everyone pitted, right? George Russell. Can you go through this whole George Russell thing? Because I'm still okay, yeah. like... Your, your English is better than mine. Go ahead. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not very good looking, your English. Yeah. Right? So, all right. So, obviously, when the well, after the formation lap, you have the option to either start on the grid or you start in the pits. They do the formation lap. Obviously, Lewis Hamilton is leading the way. So he's the first one. But he's, you know, they're seeing that the track is dry. So it, what happens is, like, if you run either the wet tire or the intermediate tire, mm -hmm. the those if there's no rain, those wear out super quick, and you're just going to be slow off the back because you have very, very little grip. So Hamilton stays out. He doesn't come in. And everybody else comes in. So at that point, when you pull in... Like a railroad train. Yeah. When you pull into the pits, first out, I mean, fir first I mean, first in, first out, right? So anybody who comes in on this, and what happened here was Ocon came in first. He was the first to pit. Everybody else pitted behind him. You do your regular pit stop. So he was able to get out of his pit yeah, box right. quick enough to be in the, the front. The order that you come out of the pit box is the order that is going to you know, start the race after, at that red light. That's the cue. Mm -hmm. So Williams' garage is at the end. So obviously, they're starting on the back of the grid. They pull into their to their pit boxes. You have a fast lane and a slow lane, mm -hmm. and then you have where the pit boxes are. So everybody's queued up on the fast lane. 
Williams is at the end. By the time the uh, Russell comes out, there's already five or six cars queued up, so he can't get into the fast lane where all the cars are lined up. Already. So he goes into the slow lane, but he didn't know whether he should wait or not, so he just took a chance. He said, I'm just going to go ahead of everybody. So when what he did was line up right next to Ocon, and when the light hit, when the light hit green, he just pulled up ahead and went first. So, so at that point... I'm thinking he's, you know, yeah. he too. So Lewis Hamilton, obviously the lights go, all the lights go off. Lewis Hamilton restarts after, I don't know, a certain amount of time. They turn the after light green on the pit. much after Lewis passes, they could go. Yeah, after Lewis passes. Because he's the only one on the yeah. actual grid. <laughs> yeah, Lewis passes. They turn on the, the they flip the light green and everybody else who's in the pits, in the queue, comes out in that order. Pretty much the way it goes when you... When you're either reprimanded or your car, you, you know, happen something happens when you're starting from the pit. Yes. It's after every car passes, you mm -hmm. go. Right. And like I said, first in, first out. So, boom. But uh, uh, Russell, jumped, Russell jumped everyone. So, at that point, the race is starting. Russell's ahead. We're like, oh, my God, George Russell's in second. And then he starts dropping back. I thought it was, was something a wrong with him. Yeah, yeah. Not at that, that was wrong point, with him. Yeah. I, but as we found out after the race, the FIA, and he thanked the FIA for not just giving him like a, like a, a drive-through penalty or whatever. He said, listen, you were behind so-and-so car. Just make sure that you give those places back and we won't penalize you. And that's exactly what happened. That's why he was running, what, eight or nine in the race, most of the most of the race. So that's what happened at the Crazy. start. But at that restart, the only car on the grid was Lewis Hamilton. Was Lewis that was Hamilton. a cool shot. Yeah. He was lonely. He looked like uh, Pablo Escobar in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> no, when when I saw it, I was like, but to me, it makes sense at that moment for him to start from the grid like, you know, because his pit box, box is the first one. So once he went in, he will be all the way in the back too because he will pull in first, change the tires. Now you got to wait for everybody to pass to have a clear space to get out because then it will be an unsafe release. Mm -hmm. So he will still lose a bunch of places. My My... My opinion at that moment was, hey, just do one lap and come in. Now the pitch is clear, you'll be in and out. But not, you're not starting from the pitch. Right. Yeah. So I think if he would have pulled in just like everybody did, it would have been better off for him as far as the race goes. Because yeah. I mean, are we, are we because, can all agree that it was a mistake by Mercedes, but yeah. can you blame him for making that mistake? It was just on the go thing. I don't think it's, it's something like, you know, you could, yeah, you could. Point fingers now that it happened, but mm -hmm. it's tough to like really, especially if you're the lead car. Exactly. Right? So no, but if you look at the the train that was coming in, there mm -hmm. was a space between some of the cars, so I think he would have been able to switch tires and jump on that space, and he would have probably also, you know, overshot all kind of. Them. But it was it was done on the fly, so it's tough to even, you know. Yeah, and if you're thinking something was. Yeah. What, what do you? No, think I mean about the whole situation. End of the day, like, well, to be honest, that probably cost him the win. Yeah. Um, one of the stuff that because of But it was just so bang, bang. The only, the only car that, that survived the first lap mayhem. Top car. In the front, yeah. yeah. That, that, so, I mean, it was just so bang, bang. It's hard to really be like, oh, you guys messed up. But I don't know. Just like even in the broadcast. So if the broadcast is saying, oh, 30 minutes and then the rain is going to disappear. And then we had a red flag. We had like all that cleanup. Mm -hmm. All the debris is gone. The rain is gone. It's like, okay. So what I expected to see was a team take a gamble. Like, it was shocking to me that everybody came in on intermediates. To me, right, if I'm in the back, we saw Antonio Giovinazzi, even before the race actually officially started, dive into the pits to go on to slicks. 
why did he go back into intermediates? That was ridiculous. Now that I'm looking at the chart with the with the tires, yeah, it it shows that he started on the mediums. Then on the red flag, he, he went on the wet. I yeah. I don't know what he was and thinking. Then, <laughs> well, now, <it's, laughs> it was it was a weird start. I mean, I I you can't either it, especially going back to Lewis Hamilton. If you pit and everybody else doesn't pit, then you're gonna be dead last, right? If you don't pit, which obviously he didn't, and everybody else pit, you're still gonna be dead last. So, which which is exactly what happened. So, so I mean, and Total Wolf even said it after the race. He said they made the right decision at the time. That's the yeah. because it's tough, especially if you're the lead car. You don't know what else everybody else is gonna be doing behind you. So they just learned a different way of how to maybe win in, in certain instances in this race. Meaning, it worked for Haas last year. Granted, they couldn't keep you know the place and all that other stuff. So, hey, they, they rain. lose it because of, they communicated it yes. the radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. it happened mm-hmm. to a couple of cars this weekend too. As yeah. well, that they communicated over the radio. But meaning, take the gamble. Like this track shows that if you take that gamble, it works if it's done the right way. But it has to be done ahead of time, so there's no infractions in between. Right, you talk about it ahead of time. Exactly. Like, yo, if this is happening, but nobody expected the rain. The rain was in the morning, so it's something that would have been done on the go as you go there too. Because remember, it was it was in the broadcast, and not just just me putting time into things. That in the broadcast they were saying that it was half hour, but that was during the bro- the beginning of the race. So there's normally about 15 minutes there. Race starts. There's a crash that took about 15 to 20 minutes. But nobody like Wellington said, yo, they just were announcing that the rain was gonna go away in 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. 30 minutes have just passed. We're like up to like maybe 30, you know, 35, 40 minutes. Mm-hmm. So with the way this tracks are designed, that water just went away, even without a car driving through it. Right. And then it was hot. But, but but I think you know what they also said? I remember the forecast was saying that it was gonna rain for 30 minutes, it was gonna get worse, and then it's just gonna go away. Gotcha. So I, I don't know. So man. the worst part it's, of it was the beginning of the race, you could say, meaning on the rain aspect. <laughs> uh, that's what that was. But they were expecting more rain afterward. That's more why downpours. I think everybody went on on an intermediate. But, but the, it was. But like you, but like you said, the timing was correctly. It was like if, if it's if they're saying twenty five minutes, half an hour, then why not just you know? Go Especially when stage. Giovinazzi was already taking the gamble. Yeah. So like, if it's me, right? If I. If I am a team that I need to make up a lot of places because something happened, for example, and my car is not that great, for example, Max Verstappen in the Red Bull, I would have put on the slicks, yo, go crazy, see what you can make happen. But obviously it didn't happen because they needed to try and make up some of that. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So at made the, for a better race, by the way. Of course. Yeah. At the... Um, that was great. That shot with Hamilton just on the grid by himself was yep. crazy. That's gonna be go down in history, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. it was gonna be trivia, like <laughs> in twenty years when we're still doing this. <laughs> what year or who was the driver? Uh, so, but I'm gonna be in the coffee. <coughs> what year was it? like with the, old, <laughs> da, da, da. with the old people boys? <laughs> so coming out of that, the the race leaders after the pits, after the George Russell dropping back, who was it? Ocon, Vettel, Vettel, and. Nick Latifi. A.K.A. Hodor. Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> so why? Ruben, can you please explain why? He's now Hodor. <laughs> you got to make a meme, by the way. Of like oh, yeah, exactly that scene of Latifi <laughs> holding the door. So pretty much, well, he was like the Iron Gate. <laughs> Yo, oh he was God holding everybody Lord, back. Man. And, you know, if you watch Game of Thrones, 
It is a, there's a gentleman named Hodor. It was yeah. <laughs> later on defined. It was hold the door. Yeah, Hodor, Hodor. So he was holding everybody back. Hodor, Hodor. So, <laughs> so Ocon, Ocon and Vettel were the top two drivers, and they were kind of fighting, you know, fighting their own fight, racing their own race. Behind them was Nicholas Latifi, which was very good as well. Their their own race, yes. Behind them was Nicholas Latifi, who was like, he was like he was really thing. racing in Monaco. Yeah, yeah. He was he. Um, you can't pass me. You can't pass me. Was in third. For a large portion of the race, but what would happen is he was so much slower than Vettel and Ocon that he just held the whole field back, and it opened up like a seventeen-second lead or yes. something like that for yeah. for Especially Ocon and Vettel because nobody can overtake. Right. So, and then behind them was Yuki Tsunoda, who probably in his head he's like, "I don't want to crash. I have a good chance for points here. Mm-hmm. I've already crashed in other races. Sorry, mm-hmm. I've already crashed. I think every episode I hit the mic stand." <laughs> I'm gonna put a red flag right there yeah. so you can see it. Yeah. <laughs> so, 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 no, just... <laughs> know what I'm doing, guys. <laughs> so, Sonoda, go ahead. <laughs> no, so, Sonoda, you know, probably. Didn't I just wanna, wanna get some points. He didn't wanna dive bomb. He didn't wanna go crazy. I just wanna get some I just points. Get points. Podium? No, no. I just wanna get some points. So, it was just like <laughs> you watch this monotony. Of Latifi third, just dropping back slowly, slowly, slowly. And it's like, I wanted to, we were at the bar, so I didn't want to scream. But I wanted to scream at the TV, just get the freak around him, figure it out. It just never happened. What do you guys think of what we saw from those three guys? Okan, Vettel, and Latifi in that position from some of the race. I didn't think it was going to last. I thought it was a great story. I think it was going to be like the first half of the race they're ahead. Maybe after the pit, it wasn't going to really happen. But then before all the pit stops started, we saw the fastest car on the track, which was Lewis Hamilton at the end, struggling to even, which usually doesn't happen even if he's at the end, at the you know at the end of the grid. Struggling to overtake those cars, which were clearly slower than him. He had no grip. Um, he was complaining that he couldn't overtake them, that it was super hard to overtake. And we know that this track is hard to overtake. There's no space. Yeah, there's no space. It's, they call it, you know, Monaco without the walls. That That's the, you know, the quote-unquote nickname for the Hungaroring. But for a track of, you know, of, of this placement, you know, this nickname that the mm-hmm. track has... Since this track opened up in 86, it's always been super exciting racing, super interesting, super decisive. So it's, you know, it's. Yeah. I mean, it turns into more of like a, it turns into more of a strategy race. We saw that once the pit stop started, that's when things like undercuts are more important, um, you know, and, and choice of tire is more important and things like that. So that was ultimately what decided the, the, the outcome of the race. But I did not think. That it was finish, Alcon was or even Sebastian Vettel or those teams, yeah. But then you had Latifi, who uh, obviously you can't pass. So when you have that, those two guys can get away and race each other, and you have everybody else, you know, fighting for position. Um, it created for a great race. It was more overtaking than I thought it would be, but once you have that, I mean, that's what the rain causes—the chaos at the beginning—and then you get these crazy, you know, or a lot. You know, orders of like what the drivers are that are usually not the front runners, and that's what happened for most of the race, really. But it was fun either one, either way, it was fun. It was, at least, even like the the attempted overtakes were fun to watch too. 
So headed towards, I, that kind of encapsulates the top two guys, right? So we'll talk about the podium now. The Wait, can, the we, team, can we also mention the race director that he sucked this weekend too? Dude, he was so terrible. Gotcha. Yo, yeah. I, where, who, I don't remember who Hamilton overtook, but they literally had it on the sidebar where it's like, all the drivers. Basically. It was like the the small picture, and they had like just a picture of like, oh, these guys just. Going I think it was the, the, the overtake. When he overtook when, Alonso. Yeah. No, 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 no. no, no it was when the, when he overtook Max and Ricardo. When he. Uh, uh, no, oh. no, it, was it wasn't some, that point. No, oh. that show they showed that. They showed on the, the big. Okay. Who but, was who was um? I don't know. He just sucked. Like some, yeah, was, he was just bad. I didn't see there was one overtake that should have been on the screen, and they were like, showing somebody like in tenth or eleventh place. Yeah, just driving Miss Daisy, just chilling. But anyway. Sorry, go ahead. The the whole Latifi thing, holding the door, uh, that kind of led to the the top two finishers, Ocon and Vettel, running away with the field and then just kind of really just cruising to the wins collectively, right? Mm-hmm. Ocon, what did we think of that drive in general? Amazing. Uh, because he was able to hold back a four-time world champion. He was fighting for most of the race for the lead. I mean, obviously, there's difficulties in overtaking, but it's still tough, especially when you... When Vettel's car was faster than him. Just remember that that point where um, when they were going to over... He was in the process of overtaking a lap car. He was about to lap a car. And I think Vettel saw an opportunity there. If he didn't close the door quick on Vettel, Vettel would have taken another turn. Yeah. And, and but, that was on the process just over, you know, lapping so, the car. So today you've already made hold the door and close the door. <laughs> What's going to be next? <laughs> I'm waiting. Okay. But you have to close the door first before you hold the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... We, it, we have not been drinking, guys. So you guys remember um, Monaco, Daniel Ricciardo, when he won uh, yeah, with... He, what basically his MG UK was gone and Vettel was chasing him down. 19. It was yeah. a 19. Yeah. It, it was, a, I mean, was obviously, 19? I think Ricardo's yeah. drive was better. 18. Yeah, it was 18. 19 was I, already where it went on. Yeah. I, um, I think Ricardo, obviously, Ricardo's drive was better because he was nursing that issue with the engine. But just the fact that he was able to hold back a faster car behind him. Uh, deserves a lot of credit and that's exact and Ocon did something similar he was under attack basically the whole race from Sebastian Vettel which a car that was actually faster than him which everybody admits was faster than him on the track is just that obviously it's difficult to overtake but um, as we saw with the battle with um, Alonso and Hamilton which we'll talk about later if you put the car in the right place your driving does matter that's what I'm saying so you will say that Ocon Primoz had it almost a flawless Right. Yeah, he didn't make he, a mistake. If he would have made any mistake, he would have because been because obviously I when think you, the only mistake was that the the, the lap car. Listen, incident. the key to a track, uh, to a, to a track that you that you can you that is very difficult to overtake. We'll put it that way. The key for a driver who's behind you is obviously put enough pressure to, to the point the where you force a mistake. Vettel was doing that the entire race to Ocon, mm-hmm. and Ocon didn't make the mistake, so. Credit to him. He definitely deserved the win. Um, and he got his first F1 win, man. And we all love that. Like, every F1 fan loved that. If you didn't like that, you're just a hater, man. There was people from Aston especially, Martin. Yeah, especially after what he's gone through. He, you know, he drove sexually well alongside Perez with um, 
Force India, which was Force yeah, India at the time. That's what I was going to say. There was literally no spots for him on the grid, so he had to take a year off. He's come back. He struggled. Um, you know, he started off the year off well this year, this season. he's get, He was getting back to his old form. I think he had a problem with the chassis, so they had to switch out his chassis. That's why his last two results have been awesome. Obviously, he won this race, but he, he was struggling for a bit. They switched out the chassis. It was a problem, so he's back to his old form. He's been driving exceptional. So he definitely deserved that win. There's no taking of that. There was a lot of people happy for him. Even yeah, people from Aston Martin came man. out to you know to cheer for him because yeah. obviously they know him because on the force in the day. So, mm-hmm. and even like point. and even Mercedes, uh, I don't know if they tweeted it or put it on Instagram. I think they did both. You know, we you know something to the effect we know we knew, we knew you would do well, kid. Something like that with a little heart. Even Hamilton said something. Yeah. Yes. So I mean, um, yeah, man, he does. He definitely deserved that win. That was an awesome drive by him. He didn't make any mistakes. He drove exceptionally well. He held back a four-time world champion. For how many laps? The whole 60, race. 67? The whole, the whole <laughs> race. Yeah. And Vettel was really like chomping on him. He was, like, he was yeah. right there. Mm-hmm. Yo, you know what Vettel told him on the podium? What's that? I cursed at you so much. No, no, I pu- I pushed you so much. Oh, it was yeah. that? I thought it was a curse. No, I pushed you so <laughs> That's much. That's what you would do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'd be cursing him out the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah. Not even just oh, to us, too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Freaking guy. <laughs> Um, Sebastian Vettel what do we say about his actually you agree with the ANC didn't put a foot wrong Ocon he was did his thing yeah I mean if Ocon would have given him a chance Vettel would have eaten him alive yeah Sebastian Vettel what do we think about his race actually before we get to his race I do want to point out I was Talking about this with Ruben at the bar, like in person. Great job, uh, Sebastian Vettel. Yeah, with the uh, the pride, uh, the mask, the colors, etc. Yeah. For those that don't know, in Hungary, it is actually out. They introduced a new law that went into effect on July first that it is outlawed to uh, promote LGBTQ plus pride. Pride, let's call it. Um, propaganda or you know the colors basically it is against the law for sebastian vettel all weekend on everything that he had the car the helmet the shoes um the t-shirt the, Was the, the mask. Mask. Doing it? yeah yeah for him to just okay so heavily on arrest me like I mean, I don't, I don't know if that was the case, but like he was just. Oh, what if they would have arrested him, dude? How crazy would? What kind of an international incident would that? That would have been. That would have been. Yeah, it would have been, been an uproar. Complete uproar. Yeah, that would have been. That would have made for his point, right? Imagine. Now. Yeah, I, exactly. That would have made the point. See how ridiculous this is. All I'm doing is wearing colors. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing a rainbow. I'm doing my job here, I'm bringing wearing, for my kids. Listen yeah. for them. Bringing in uh, notoriety, whatever, to. Hungary to Budapest because I'm doing my job as the four-time world oh, driver's champion. champion, and this is how you guys treat me. Mm-hmm. Hats off to him for pushing the envelope there because that 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 took that took a lot of balls. Yeah, at the beginning, that's why I thought he, you know, it was the, the penalty he received that he got disqualified because of that. Yeah. That would have been nuts. Ten for a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Ten for a hat. <laughs> <laughs> the logo upside down. Oh my god. <laughs> who's the Who's the Hungarian Prime Minister Viktor Orban? Yeah, oh, made yeah. the call. Mm-hmm. Get him out of there. 
So that look, whatever. Vettel class act like Yeah, everything he's done even like I was it at Silverstone where he yeah, was so picking, picking up garbage. Garbage. I yeah. mean the guys there was somebody that proposed this weekend and he went up, congratulated them. This guy is just the mayor of F one, right? Yeah, he's just pretty much, man. The guy's a class. He's, a, he's in charge of the unions too, right? Uh, he, I think he's the, like, uh, yeah, he's one of the, the, reps, the shop the steward one, or yeah, whatever. Yeah. Good, the shop steward. <laughs> the shop steward. <laughs> what yeah, he's, about that? <laughs> he's one of the the driver reps for the uh, G. Oh, that was, you know, was business G, yeah. Grand Prix G G G D P A. Yeah, G P D A. Exactly. G P D A. Yeah, Grand Prix Drivers Association. Yes. Anyway, class A G P D A A B C one two three. Vettel's race terrible start. Able to pick up, get to second place, fighting the whole time. Drove just as good as Ocon. Yeah. The only thing is, they just couldn't drove get better than yeah. Ocon. It's just, it's a tough track. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys held their position, and you know, tough track to overtake. Tricky conditions. They were able to build the gap, obviously, because they had the help of uh, Nick Holdor Latifi. <laughs> uh, Holdor. But they didn't put a foot wrong. They both drove great. I think it was just the condition. You know, it's just a tough track to overtake. Um, he was faster than him, but obviously not that not that much faster. Um, so he just couldn't overtake because the cars are very similar as far as speed. But it was just a phenomenal drive by both of them. I mean, if the, if any one of them would have drove, I mean, would have gone first place. Obviously, Ocon did. Even if Vettel would have gone first place, he would have deserved the win. They both yeah. they didn't put a foot wrong. Ten out of ten, you know. Five out of five stars, whatever you want to rate it. They drove awesome this week. A plus. And they made plus. for a great, great, great race. Actually, I would say A star. How about that? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, for our British fans, out yeah, there. Lewis, <laughs> Lewis Hamilton. Um, phenomenal drive, right? Yeah. The uh, going. None of that was really his fault of no. having to go to the back of the grid. Not the back of the grid, but as a result of the pit and the whole rain situation, intermediates to slicks. Yeah, that was a team call at the end of team the Team call. Mm-hmm. Tough track to overtake. Fought his way back. Yeah, I think one... I mean, what what tire did he switch to once he, once he pitted? Uh, I'll tell you right now. I think he was on the hards. So it went from medium to hards, I believe. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. medium to hard. No, he went to he went to, to, to use mediums to use mediums to use mediums. Okay, and then he went on the hards, right? Yep. Yeah, but I mean, his race really started after he pitted. He was able to undercut. Um, after he pitted the second time, that was when he did yeah, the second, the second time. time. Well, yeah, I'm talking well, the third about third time. Will be now. Yeah, I'm or sorry. I'm just. Time, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm just. I'm just. The right. thing is, that I'm not even counting like the restart. The restart. Let's but, go back. All right, so. Yeah. Lap two, he pitted, switched mm-hmm. from intermediates to intermediates. Lap four, he pitted from intermediates to used mediums. Mm-hmm. Lap 19, he pitted from used medium to hard. brand to new hards. Hard. Yeah. And that's where he was able to really just go crazy. Right, because what happened, obviously, the, the, the tires didn't have the level of grip that he wanted to overtake. Again, a tricky track to overtake. I'm going to keep repeating this over and over again, but we all know the situation. But once he was able to get, um, he got in front. Who was in front of him? It was Ricardo and Ricardo and Max and Max. No, it was yeah, Max and Ricardo. Once he got ahead of Ricardo, uh, Max, two. those two. He was he wanted to just overtake Max. He just wanted to get ahead of Max because it was going to be tough to over. Even though Max was compromised, mm-hmm. 
the cars are similarly matched, so it would, it would have been tough to overtake him on the track. But I think once he overtook Max and he was able to get Ricardo, which was a plus, then he just, again, a track that's super hard to overtake, he was able to get up to eventually third place, which was crazy. I mean, this is... If again, if you put Botas in a similar say, position, I'm dying to interrupt you on he that. will not be able to do he that. He probably would have finished 12. Yeah, <laughs> Hamilton 14. <laughs> once he got the right tires on, he was able to. And obviously, I think their strategy, their strategy was to put him on the hards. Did he finish on the hards? You know, he stopped yeah, he again. Sw- he stopped again to medium. To medium. So he, he was able started. to push. I think and I think they put it on the radio. Just go, just go, just go. Nick, no limitations. Nico just specifically go. said, "Ladies and gentlemen, it's hammer time." Yep. yep. So he went on the hards. He just went, overtook everybody, and then the plan was to stop him again to yes, to, to, to the, the mediums to the end. So uh, to land on the end in yeah, the front. So great, not only a great race by him, obviously, because he was doing the driving, but also a great strategy call by Mercedes. Great adaptation to yep. to to save. Or yeah, well yeah, to salvage something of that race, especially when it was their fault yeah. on the call to you know put them Man, put them on I'm the. So crazy! I jumped to Hamilton without talking about the Vettel disqualification. So oh yeah, so Sebastian Vettel. It's kind of important. Yeah, uh, Sebastian Vettel was disqualified because he didn't have enough fuel for sampling at the end of the race. You're required to have one liter of fuel left over. He only had point three liters left. Um. It's a long-standing rule. Um, it's just a thing. You break the rules, you got to pay. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of a lot of things going on there. Obviously, the you're required to have at least one liter of fuel at the end of the race, um, just for testing, just to make sure that the fuel that they're using is correct. Obviously, you have things with emissions and stuff like that. So, what they call is the the fingerprint of the fuel is correct. <laughs> That's what they read on the article. But out of those three, out of that liter of fuel, the reason why they collect so much is that it goes to three different people. One part goes to the FIA. Second part goes to an independent lab to verify the results. The third part, the, the team stays with it, and they have another small part to stay with it just in case it needs more testing if something erroneous is found in that fuel sample. Every team has to do this. There was an incident out... With Sebastian Vettel in 2014, I believe, where um, I think after a qualifying session, he was disqualified because he didn't have enough liter of fuel. And the reason why, not every car is tested, so they pick it randomly. But if you stop on the track, for example, after a qualifying session, if you don't have enough, let's say if you're going to go below that one liter, what happened in that case, Red Bull made Vettel stop on the track, park the car, so they have enough, so they have a liter of fuel in the tank. Didn't he do the same thing this race? Well, he, he stopped. Well, that's, I'm, no, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that in a minute. So what happens if you, so they changed the rules. They changed the rule after that. They, they, they tweaked it. They said, during a practice session or a qualifying session, you're not, a, you're gonna, you need enough fuel to get back to the pits. For a race, you don't need it because they don't want to take, uh, you know, obviously like a race win or a result. Obviously, it's points. You know, the points are won on Sunday. So, um, so you can stop the car. But what happens if you stop the car 
you're gonna get the the you're gonna get scrutinized right away. They're gonna test you for so you're, that. You're number one suspect. You're right? number one suspect because now they're because they don't want teams to to obviously you can get an advantage if you're running less fuel during the race. Okay. You can be faster, so they don't want teams taking advantage of that. So once obviously, um, once you once you stop, you're gonna get looked at. So I think there was, it was uh, it was a George Russell that stopped in, on on track. I'm not sure. There was three. Uh, there was I think there was three cars that stopped on track. It was uh, Ocon, but that's because he just he was just <laughs> he didn't know what the hell he was doing. But he got he got some price. He got tested. I think uh, uh, Latifi and Vettel, and there was probably another car there. But it doesn't matter. Obviously, if you stop on track, and this is the reason uh, you obviously have weight weight issues as well. Mm -hmm. That's why they tell all the cars to pick up the marbles to bring up the weight. But once you stop on the track, you're gonna get looked at. What happened here was, and this is the story that we're reading on Motorsport, um, Vettel obviously stopped on track. On the radio, they were telling him to stop the car because okay. of, but they didn't, they didn't specify on the radio why, but it's already looking a little bit suspect. Mm -hmm. Like, what are you doing, okay? Like, always happened. Yeah. So there was, radio, fire, mes yeah, so. There was radio messages from the pit wall to Vettel to mm -hmm. you know, stop the car. Now, the story on once they brought the car to the FIA, they couldn't take out the fuel. Now, the, the and the reason why what uh, what the Aston Martin camp is coming is that they're one of their, 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 I think they call it the lift pump, wasn't working. So that's why they had told them to stop the car on track. But if the lift pump ain't working, they can't extract the fuel. It's not in the tank. They probably the fuel in the lines. It's probably in the lines and stuff. They because that pump isn't working, they couldn't get the fuel out. The right up, you know, the measurement. Yeah. Right. And then obviously another another issue that I was explaining to you earlier was that the people who usually deal with the FIA when it's when it comes to scrutineering were already on a flight back to to Silverstone where the team is based. So the only other person to deal with the FIA was Altmar Safnar because his flight was on Monday. So he had to deal with that. So he didn't know, really know. You know, he was on the phone or whatever. So the FIA thought they already given him enough time. They can't get the fuel. The only other option would be to impound the car and file an intent to appeal, which is what they did. So right now, and they're lucky because there's no race next week. The if you impound the car, you can't get the race until the... The the um, the, the car just look at it. Yeah, until the... Until the appeal is filed or whatever, so they have the summer break. So the FIA impounded the car. Um, they uh, asked them and filed an intent to appeal, and then they'll make a decision if they're going to do a full appeal. But I, their defense is going to be the fuel, the the line pumping. Where I think is the I don't know it's a pump that's not working. Once we get it working, we can go in there and pump the fuel out. You see that there's a liter of fuel there. So the, the car's the, untouched right now. The, the fuel circulating pump is not working. Yeah, that. basically. <laughs> yeah. A li lift pump. I don't know what I don't know exactly what that is, but whatever. But that is the story behind the whole situation. So right now, so the, the FIA has the car, and Aston Martin filed an intent to appeal to put an appeal together with that process, and they're gonna go to court, and you know. So you know, coming stuff. from Aston Martin, you know, Force India. They'll be called, like, you know, Days of Our Lives or Salt Pepper continues. Because, <laughs> you know, they were fighting so much when they were forced and now they keep continuing. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's pretty crazy. I found that super surprising, especially um, after he drove such a great race 
Does it get? I mean, the same article you're talking about, Omar, whatever his last name says, the way you say it. He did say the car has like 1.44 liters in it, so it has well well over a liter. Yeah, because they know exactly. The obviously, mentioned. the FIA knows how much how much gas was pumped into the car. They also know how much gas was used because they have fuel flow meters. Thank you, Ferrari, because they have even more. They have even whoa. more sensors on that. Oh, whoa! So the obviously, the cal- the calculations are are off if you could only get thirty percent of what you're supposed to get, and they say. You're supposed to get a liter. They say they have 1.44 liters mm-hmm. in the car. So I mean, they need to, I they need hope to get the... this is this is one of the one of the appeals. I hope that the team wins because you wouldn't want um, such a great drive from Sebastian Vettel to, to be, be tarnished. tarnished because of that. And it would it it's actually the disqualification would award Hamilton second place, which would give him three additional points in the drivers' championship fight. So it would be beneficial for all of us. To have a tighter race <laughs> if Aston Martin could win this appeal. And I could be happy too if it didn't win it because Carlos Sainz gets a podium. Oh. Hello. Good drive by Carlos Sainz. Yes, sir. Even even the the interview he had at the end, that was also an awesome reaction too. What? <laughs> which, which one? When he was told that he, he has been called to the store, he's like, huh? <laughs> I don't think it was he awesome was like, for him though, but it, he looked like a he looked like a child that's being reprimanded. <laughs> yeah, I don't get it. And then tell him I hate to be I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but yeah, <laughs> you know the reason. You know, the, can somebody tell me the reason? He's like, he's like, he's like oh. and then, he and then he's like, like, yeah, it was because of what I don't know what the reason. Radio communication that, and He's like, oh. he was, and walked he away looks, like he looks so defeated. <laughs> <laughs> the little bit of. Yeah. Great drive, went from fourth to third. So half of his podiums as well, half of his podiums as a driver have now been awarded after the fact. Right? Yes, yes, sir. He's only McLaren. been able to celebrate once, twice, twice, twice. Monaco and Monaco this and, year and uh, Monza last Monza year. Monza last year, Dude. crazy. Brazil, it was first podium for him, and it was after everything. So <laughs> they were popping champagne by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like my weekends anyway <laughs> the uh drivers championship standings lewis hamilton now 195 max verstappen 187 what do we think going forward so i talked about earlier how spa to me is more of a mercedes track monza to me is more of a mercedes track what um man like so what would you say some boris or whatever netherlands it's going to be like a sea of orange, uh, number one. I, it's hard to tell. We haven't seen it in so long. It's hard to really tell who's going to be, uh, who's actually going to advantage. Red Bull wins that, Dude, that track. If Red Bull wins, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> actually, you're right. It's Bel- Spa, Zanvoort, and Monza in a row. So I don't know how Zanvoort. Zanvoort looks like a that's track. That's the one with the bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it looks like a track that, uh, that Red Bull will be very good at. Yeah. But what do we think championship-wise? Now it's an eight-point lead for Lewis Hamilton. Too early to tell. Still 12 races left. Too early to tell, but it's not over yet. Everybody thought it was over Nobody before Silverstone. Over. I think this is the I, time that Hamilton will say, catch me if you can. On the points. They always get better after the break, the summer break. This could go either way. This could, this could be the usual Mercedes comeback story, run away with it after the summer break. 
and we'll all be crying because we didn't get the fight that we wanted, just like what happened in 2017 and 2018 with Ferrari and Mercedes. Or I believe that the Red Bull car is better by slightly than the Mercedes car. Engine's just as good. Arrow is better. There's going to be a ton of tracks where it's going to suit Red Bull more. This ain't over yet. I think it's going to be a close fight. I don't know who's going to win, but I'd rather, I'd rather it be that way because we that's what we want. We want a close title fight at the end, man. I don't know. Why don't you know? Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little discouraged because of what we just talked about. It's Spa, it's Monza. Shortly thereafter, it's Russia. So it's like, oh, man, like, okay. Are they going to be able to keep it together? Whatever. I expect at least one DNF on Red Bull's own fault. We're going to start seeing grid penalties like we talked about with uh, the engines, engines that they're going to have to replace. And Mercedes never DNFs. They're bulletproof. That kind of consistently wins the championship. So, all right. So we kind of we were talking about drivers, but we went on to both. But um, the standings for the drivers champion uh, constructors championship, Mercedes is now up twelve points, three hundred three to two ninety one. I foresee, to me, I foresee Red Bull taking that championship because I just bought us is just nowhere. Granted, we could probably say the same for uh, Perez, but. Why do you say Boras is nowhere? He's actually had a few good results the past few races. He's had three retirements this year. He, yeah. yeah. But his look, all right. Besides, obviously, the retirement, his last five races, I mean, last five races before that, fourth, third, second, and third. He's been doing his job. So he picked up a third when Max Verstappen retired. Okay. No problem. Picked up the second in Austria. Okay, that's good. I just, I don't know. I just, for for as consistent as, for example, Lewis Hamilton is, that's how, to me, inconsistent Valtteri Boras is. So he, he picked up a good couple of results. That means to me he's going to pick up a bad couple of results coming up. I think you have to look at it in a sense as far as the Constructors' Championship. Obviously, you have the race at the top. The Constructors' Championship is going to come out is going to be determined by the battle between um, Bottas and Paris. And if you look at the results that Bottas has gotten compared to Paris, obviously he's up by four points. But I think Bottas has been the better driver this year. And I, I don't see, just because he retired, obviously he made a mistake. Bottas has made mistakes and bounced back. So what if you factor in that Perez is in a new car and he's only going to get stronger as the year goes? It's possible, but he hasn't shown it. I mean, he's obviously gotten stronger, but I don't, but he hasn't shown, he hasn't shown at least in my eyes, he hasn't shown that he's going to beat Bottas at the, you know, uh, the end of the year. So, but I, I think that that's where that battle is where the constructor titles is going to be decided between Bottas and Perez. And right now, my gut feeling says that Bottas is better than Paris. Okay. Qualifying, yes. And in the race, man, look at the results. I mean, obviously, you know, all right, let's 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 go through all the first eight races. 
We have Botas finished third. He retired third, third, retired 12th, fourth, third, second, third, and then retired. Sergio, five, 11th, fourth, five, four. First place, he got that race win. Third, fourth, sixth, 16th, and then he retired. So, I, I it looks to me that Botas, obviously, they're both, they've both and been the consistent. Only, and the only difference between them is four points. Yeah, they've okay. both been consistent, but Valtteri has one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five podiums. Perez has two. And it's only four points in difference. Yeah. Okay. And he's in a new car. Yeah. Listen, the way this year is going for Bottas, all the I'm, chips I'm, are against I'm him. I'm defending Bottas. Yeah. Look at this. Like, all the chips are against him, and as the races keep progressing, more and more chips are against him. So right now, his confidence is shot. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. I'd, come on. how many? T do you know how many like high fives and hugs he probably got after this weekend? Yo, great job. <laughs> great job wiping everybody out. Good job. Everybody love him. Yeah, his man. confidence is sky high right now. Dude know. has three retirements this season. Yeah. One of them, not his fault. That was the, the pit stop. Anyway, mm -hmm. moving on. Or the George Russell one, or in Imola. That oh yeah, that was when Russell hit him. Mm -hmm. Oof. Anyway, hasn't been that bad this year. But I mean, by that by that token, okay, Perez has the Botas one where Botas wiped them out. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Anyway, um, third place in the driver championship is still up for grabs. Yeah, it is. And that'll be, like you guys said, the constructors. Alpine in general. We talked about Ocon. The master, Fernando Alonso. The clinic that this man put on. All right, so I, I wanted to get it into, like, Photoshop it, but they had the AWS graphic where it said that he Hamilton was going to overtake him. Striking distance was however many laps, two laps, three laps. Overtake difficulty was, like, half of, like, the full bar. So do we want to extend it and, like, add another bar at the bottom for the overtake difficulty to, like, max it out and, like, put it, like, blood red? Because for him to be able to defend, what was it, 10 solid laps? 10 solid laps. Against Lewis Hamilton on newer mediums versus Alonso's older hards. On a slower car. On a slower car was a Herculean effort. That's why I was so excited when he came back. Because remember, the year before he retired... He was with McLaren, obviously, mm -hmm. and we were in, it was in Mexico where I think there was an accident at the beginning where Hamilton dropped back to the back of the field and he was just coming through. And the only person to give him a fight, to give him a fight in a McLaren, which the McLaren sucked at that time. Oh yeah. I remember this race. Yes. Yeah. Was Fernando Alonso. And it was obviously that was like a two lap battle. Yeah. It wasn't that long, but it was – these are battles that we rarely see, especially in the hybrid era. And we're hoping to see more of this next year when the rules change. But like, I, like Wellington said, it was a master class in just defending your position. Obviously, he, he did a – he did a – it lasted that long because I, we were in Hungary, so it's hard to overtake. I don't know how many – you could play a drinking game right now and saying how, how how many times I've said it's hard to overtake on this track. But 
it just shows you how good of a racer Fernando Alonso is. And he's won in every category that he's, almost every category that he's joined. And because of his defensive prowess, Ocon was able to keep that win. Not that yes. he didn't deserve it. No, no. But uh, Hamilton was Credit on a Alonso. mission. To and win the race. He, and if it was, if the race was a few laps longer, Hamilton would have yeah. would have gotten it. Uh, but also... Or if the fight with Alonso would have been shorted. Yeah. But Alonso also, you know, just speaking on the fight, obviously it took Hamilton a really long time to get past him. Uh, and I think this is a credit to both drivers. Uh, uh, Alonso mentioned that he taught, during the fight, he taught Hamilton better lines to overtake. That's why he was... After he got past him, which eventually was going to be inevitability, he was able to overtake, I think it was Sainz. Yep. Yeah, right away. Yeah, right away. So Because um, as they were fighting, they were also closing the gap to Sainz. Mm -hmm. They were going... You know, they were going at it, yeah. I mean, you know, them, you know. but it was just, it was fun to see the fact that we got it for 10 laps, which is a, an eternity. Um, and it, they were side by side and you you thought that Hamilton was, was going to overtake him, but he actually didn't. And it's just the way, uh, you know, um, Fernando positioned his car. It was just awesome racing. And, and it's it would be so great to see like two drivers of that caliber having them battle, you know, Every race like that, that would be spectacular, and it would make the show way better. As a result, Fernando Alonso, driver of the day. Well-deserved. Where you could see, like, even before that fight, he was, like, not going to win it. And then, like, after that, it was, like, the percentages were, like, crazy. Mm -hmm. um, and then, to me, the moment of the race for that, even though it was a great race for him, was him waiting for... Esteban Ocon to celebrate with everybody else to be able to give him a bear hug yes. for his accomplishment. That pure class, and you see it's almost like the 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 teacher passing on the mantle to the student. I think his time in WEC and obviously in Dakar where you have to work you're not the only driver. You have you have to work with two other drivers. I think that has actually he's brought what he's learned there. Uh, to the team dynamic in F1, and I think obviously the team is getting better. You have two drivers that are working well with each other, and as a result, you get a first and fourth. Now first and well, first, first and, and fifth, and then now, now it'll be first and fourth. Fourth after the battle penalty. Um, that team looks good, man. I mean, the car is not that great. The car is not there, but it's a three-year-old chassis. But if you have Fernando Alonso driving at that level, uh, and Ocon, you know. Uh, developing as he is developing. I think there's a bright future there. Let's just hope they get it right for next year with the new rules. You know how sometimes, like, middle of the race, three quarters into the race, that's when you, us as watching, we get like a downturn because the race is pretty much a little bit of lagging in the middle. Mm -hmm. That back and forth battle was what kept you awake really onto the race because you were just expecting what's going to happen, what's going to happen, are they going to crash? Is he going to do it? Is he not going to do it now? Is he going to, you know? So that really made Hamilton up. Hamilton kind of overtaking the field, kind of kept the race entertaining for all but of us. But he's not both us. So we were expecting him. We knew he was going to overtake. And eventually what, what happened there, obviously, you know. The tires. Were, the tire, he, he the tires up. went out, but the, the, the deciding factor when Hamilton could overtake Alonso was that 
Alonzo locked up. Yeah. So he made a mistake. It was almost like what we were talking about mm-hmm. with the Vettel and Ocon battle. Um, in this case, Hamilton was pushing, pushing, pushing to the point where he forced um, Alonzo into a small mistake. Obviously, his tires were going off. It was really, really no fault of his own. Once that mistake happened, Hamilton was able to to go by him. That's exactly what Vettel was trying to do with Ocon at the at the front. Williams, first points. George Russell, emotional. Uh, we talked about how he, um, you know, had to do whatever he had to do at the pits. Nicholas Latifi, Hodor, um, third place, <laughs> holding the line there. They end up finishing eighth and ninth. Eighth and ninth, potentially seventh and eighth, depending right. on this disqualification. Great job, right? Yeah, you weren't expecting that. <laughs> no, you weren't. You, Double you points if they at whatever finally get their points, you would expect one. It would be George Russell, and two would be one driver. In this case, both drivers uh, finished in the points. Obviously, that's big. Because now they're in a solid uh, eighth place. Eighth place with yeah. ten points. With the nearest team would be Alfa Romeo, Romeo, and they three. only have three. Dude, that could that could pretty much win it for them. Do you see Alfa Romeo getting eight points? That's no. the thing. No, that you know uh, that's why it's such a big result for them, and why he got teary eyed out. Yeah. He was crying yeah. after so many. He didn't. He didn't think that. Um, I do want to watch that intro. I didn't see that. that part yeah, I. You know, it took. He said it took him by surprise. He didn't. He didn't think that he was going to tear up. Obviously, it's a big result uh, after so many like near misses, near misses, and uh, the fact that they were able to get both points, both, both cars, cars in the points. points. Uh, obviously, it was eight before, but now they got ten points. That's massive for them, and and it just shows you that they are improving. It's incrementally, but they are improving. Um, obviously, they know that things have to happen ahead for them to be in this position. And things did happen again and yeah. happen up front, and they were able to capitalize. Kudos the to them, yeah. yeah. And, you know, kudos not only to Russell, but also Latifi, which Latifi hasn't been the most impressive driver, but the fact that he was able to get this result in and be actually finished ahead of Russell, good for him, man. That was awesome. Well, that's what Russell wanted too. He said, "Hey, if you have to sacrifice my race, I'll I'll pit earlier and stuff like that." Yeah, because he knew that he was ahead. So, it, you know, at at that point, where you was, you just want the team to score the points. You don't want it for yourself. You want it for the team. And uh, go Russell. Yeah, proving once again how great of a teammate he would be to Lewis Hamilton. Unbelievable right. guy. Yeah, not you know, unbelievable. Th- things change when you're fighting for the championship. Unbelievable. <laughs> things change when you're fighting for the championship. My what a, what a guy, George. Mm-hmm. Perfect. <laughs> Change when you're fighting for the championship. Once you're fighting for the championship, all that goes out the window. Alpha Tari. Pierre Gasly was involved in that uh, lap one, turn yeah. one. I don't incident. think he hit anybody. He, didn't but he was hit, just he, he got had to go all the way out. Yeah, to be able to avoid to the whole situation. It. Yuki Sonoda affected by Hodor. <laughs> <laughs> Nicholas Latifi. Um, could have been better, should have been better. If it was Pierre Gasly behind Nicholas Latifi, definitely passes him, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Or push him out. <laughs> yeah. Um really good result though. And he got and and uh Gasly got the fastest lap too. Gasly fastest lap. They finished fifth and sixth. Fifth and sixth. Well, fifth S- and sixth. sixth and seven. Yeah. Before the penalty. Yeah, mm-hmm. So um 
star of the early race, the star of the early race. One M. Schumacher, familiar first initial and last name, right? A lot of defending up against Max Verstappen, who actually they touched at some point, which I thought was awesome. And I can't wait to see more of that. Hopefully Schumacher gets in a better car. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think of the absolute titanic balls on Mick Schumacher? That's what you need to to stay at the level, man. He's Crazy. there already. Showing, showing it. He's yeah, showing, he's showing it. And showing why he was GP2 champ. Yeah. I mean, what, what Mick Schumacher has shown is that once he gets the hang of it, he is a consistent driver, which I don't know if he's the fastest or quickest driver, but he is consistent. And we've seen that consistency, and especially if you're in a decent car, will keep you in F1. Now, I don't know if he's as quick as his father. I don't know if he's as quick as anybody. We got to see that. We got to see him in a better car. But the fact that he, again, you have to be consistent and you have to have balls to be in this sport. And the fact that you are um, going up against one of the top drivers and trying to keep him at bay and almost did, to be honest with you, um, shows a lot of promise in his career. And hopefully he just keeps getting better. And, uh, you know, once he keeps getting better, then he'll have other opportunities and better teams. He has big shoes to fill. To fill. He sure does. <laughs> yeah, he sure does. But poor, he's doing great, man. Poor Nikita Mazepin wiped out in the pit <laughs> lane. <laughs> Who wiped him out? <laughs> Was it Giovinazzi? My man? Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry, My boy? The, the Bergamo bullet really turned he into got the, the bullet. Then he got the uh, penalty for the unsafe release. shot a bullet through his tire. <laughs> <laughs> Someone, please put the suspension. <laughs> okay, McLaren, Lando, no good. Daniel Ricciardo compromised. How many races he had in the points straight? If this is race eleven, what well, straight? I don't know. The thing's like fifteen. You guys got to stop asking me questions, man. Look it up. Nothing. It was like fifteen. Well, what are you talking about? The Lando Norris in the points. You know, in two years. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure, but he's scored points in every race, every race so this far. Year. Except this one. What happened to Ricardo? Crazy. He had damage. He had damage. Well, in the I'm asking time, Ruben. Because <laughs> oh, uh, he was so uh, high on his prospect. Ricardo train? Yeah. So I have my McLaren hat already, like inside out, to, to wear the rally cap. Yeah, the rally cap. Because I didn't want the McLaren name to show because I was so disappointed. You know, with, but <laughs> the first lap made him save him all of that. <laughs> Yeah, I think. Uh, I mean, his just race. from qualifying, I was already disappointed. Like, come on, dude. Yeah, he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't qualify well. No, he didn't. And um, he was eleventh. Yeah, and he and he finished eleventh. Well, he didn't lose any point, any position, but he's <laughs> compromised. Then his car was destroyed. It was another half eaten. He actually got off to a really good start and just got involved in the accident. Unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I mean. Uh, well, that battle for for the constructors with uh, for third. Um, let's see. Oh, it's tied. One sixty three. One sixty three. So it got better. Thank you, Carlos Sainz. Yeah, and Ferrari team, I believe, has more podium. So there are they have the tie breaker. Bam. One two three. Uh, oh, no. So battle no, for no, first. It's actually tied. Yeah. What's the, what's the third tiebreaker then? I don't know. The second tiebreaker. Battle for first and battle for third. And uh, Alpine 
actually, those are the three battles that we're looking at, right? For the, for the season, we're looking battle for first, battle for third, and then battle for fifth with three teams. We have Alpine, Alpha Tori, and Aston Martin. Um, and then you have a battle for eighth, which Williams took a comfortable lead. Um, but yeah, Alpine, with their result this weekend, made a tremendous made jump. A, they went from sixth to fifth. I mean, to, from seventh to fifth, actually. So good on them. They just rejoined. Yeah. So uh, things got interesting, obviously. In that battle for first, you have Mercedes uh, going ahead of Red Bull. You have uh, McLaren and Ferrari for the battle for third in a close tie. And then um, we have fifth, sixth, and seventh. Uh, fifth is Alpine with 77 points. Right behind them is 68 points is Alphatari. And then Aston Martin with 48. Um, Still yeah, that, that disqualification is going to... If it holds up, it's going to be consequential for that team, which sucks. And then you have uh, your team, Williams. <laughs> Ten points. Ten points. Better than zero. Commanding lead. <laughs> Red Bull, nothing to talk about. Alpha, bad day at the office for both of them. Unsafe release penalties. and That team seems to be getting worse. They need they're some super discouragers. Fish things from the head down, no, and this for for stuff so, like that. So you're saying organizational? Uh, you're saying uh, they should fire Fred Vasseur? They got to make some changes. Yeah, they will. So, gentlemen, anything else? Anything we missed, Yes, from the race? I think we talked about it all. What do you think, Ruben? Did you did you find anything interesting in the race? No, I didn't. I don't think we missed anything. We touched a lot, a lot of points today. Yeah, it, w- it was a great race. Well, once it rains, introduce a little bit of chaos, baby, and uh, and honestly, a bigger picture, it just made the season even more interesting. You yep. still have uh, Red Bull and Mercedes cat fighting off the track, yeah, which will make things uh, more interesting. Uh, but obviously, the battle on the track is going to be great. Um. Yeah, we're gonna take a break, which is much needed. But we'll be back a week before uh, Spa. Spa is gonna be amazing. I love that track, and I love the racing there. Yep, yep, yep. Um. Oh, and uh, uh, get well to Jack Aiken, who had a huge crash at Spa actually this weekend. Broke his collarbone and vertebrae in the back. Not a lot of luck at Spa. The, yeah, that they need to do something with that corner. And obviously, we could talk about it more once that race come up. But it's the, just going in, you know, going into um, coming out of Eau Rouge. Coming out of Eau Rouge, going into Radion, That's that seems pretty dangerous. Is a lot of crazy crashes. But overall, a great weekend in motorsports. Yes, sir. Uh, we have a break. I don't know what we're gonna do with ourselves for another four. What another? Hopefully, some barbecues. Weeks. Yeah, but we're gonna miss F one. But yeah, but we're gonna miss it. We're gonna miss it. But the it's gonna be a great second half of the season, guys. Let's Just get ready sir. for it. So as Yancy mentioned, we'll be out for a couple of weeks. Uh we'll be back right right before spa. You can always find us on Twitter and Instagram at jump to start F one. Uh guys, if you're listening, please make sure to drop a review. Subscribe. That is for podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. If you're on YouTube, hi, drop a comment. Leave me hanging. Drop a comment. (laughs) Hit the uh, thumbs up. Uh, Subscribe. We love you guys. Have a safe summer break.
Peace. Peace. Peace.